You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What's up, guys? Welcome into Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email me, PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Emilio live in Tennessee down here ready to talk a little Green Bay Packers football this morning. I know uh, Jen Wright already noticed that Emilio was hanging out in the chat, so we got to hit you with it. Emilio! <laughs> How you doing this morning, bub? Good, man. Good. Early morning, right? Uh, when I need to, I can't get up. It's just sometimes planning those out uh, on the weekends. This is where it's at. But no, man, it's good. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you having me in. You know, I'm, I'm just always excited to talk a little Packers, hang out with uh, you and the crew. Absolutely, man. We we enjoy having you. And for those of you who don't know, Emilio runs a landscaping business. So, uh, you know, this time of year up until we probably got another, what, two to three weeks? I'd say. I and, uh, you know, utilize that time sleeping in because here pretty soon it's going to be going to yeah. be tough fitting it. <laughs> get home at eight, get home at eight, wake up at six, five, six, get out of there. Yeah. Depends on depends on if you go go across town or not. And Absolutely. But you'll see Emilio step in here with an even better tan and, and more. Fit. <laughs> Good to go, right. Good to go. Jen right in the chat says I've been on replay or uh, rebug earbud crew mm-hmm. for like a week. And too tired to stay awake when I got home. LOL. Hey, we completely understand. It's a beautiful thing about YouTube and the podcast, too. You can listen to it anytime you want, right? I, I usually set a little time aside. And then when it gets into the mowing season for me and my landscaping business, uh, very similar. I'll, I'll have the earbuds going. I never listen to any music. It's just podcast after podcast, documentary mm-hmm. after documentary. That's why when people go, Clayton, how do you know all this about the Packers history? I've, I've listened to this stuff 500 times on loop. I better know it. If yeah. I don't, there's something wrong. So Yeah, yeah, you're cutting a straight line, and you're just bobbing around, but you're just listening to, you know, Ryan, or you talk, you know. We're just going through some old podcasts, just just kind of check it out. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. It's a perfect time for it. I mean, we're out there mowing eight, uh, eight hours a day. Might as well listen to something. Absolutely, man. I, I don't know how the people do it that are out there for extensive period of time, and, and they don't. They don't listen to anything. Just right. oh, I would lose my mind. Yeah, no. When when I don't see ear covers or nothing, I'm like, man, I don't. You're just listening to the hum of that motor. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. I bet your ears are ringing. But yeah, and what I try to do too, guys is, uh, and gals, I try to share the podcast that I listen to that I get my information from. There's a handful of them that I really, really enjoy and appreciate uh, because it's they have regular guests on that know what the heck they're talking about. They've had experience mm-hmm. in the league. Um, and, and, you know, like, let me give you an example. Like this time of the season, one of the best podcasts to listen to is called uh, Moving the Chains. Okay. Or I'm sorry, is it Moving the Chains or Moving the, moving the Sticks? Moving the Sticks with uh, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. They are former scouts in the NFL. People hear their information. Sometimes they go, oh, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Okay. They've been in draft rooms. They've been, they have scouted for NFL teams, specifically the Baltimore Ravens. You guys remember Bucky Brooks actually played a short stint with the Green Bay Packers. He's kind of a closet right. Packers fan. And they just go through, and they're constantly eval, eval, eval. And they'll actually do this this time of year, too. They go back, 
and they'll read mystery scouting reports. And what they do with the scouting reports is they'll say, okay, I'm going to read off this scouting report. And it was in this year's draft. You tell me who you think this is. And Bucky gets to try to guess which prospect it was. It is the coolest thing ever, man. And and some of them, they knock out of the park. Some of them, they completely whiff as all of us do. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, easy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's a fun time of year. That's one I like to listen to this time of year. I like to listen to the GM Shuffle to get Michael mm-hmm. Lombardi's take on the business side of things. Um, I love listening to, to Wildy and Tausch because I love that Wildy played for the Packers. You get a player's insight. Wildy's covered a team since 95, 96. Obviously, uh, whether you like him or not, it makes no difference to me. He's someone who's been in and around that organization forever. Uh, Spoon will be on the Green Knight Team podcast from time to time. That's a good one, too. Um, obviously, everything on the PackerNet podcast I listen to, Jake Shabin, mm-hmm. Draft Insider, unbelievable job. And then Ryan Slip does a great job with PackerNet podcast, too, man. And, yeah. and Ryan, if you're somehow, some way listening to this, he probably isn't listening, but if you are, do more of those midday streams, man. Those just random midday streams. Bro, there's nothing better than getting a notification that Ryan Slip mm-hmm. is live on YouTube. Let's roll. Let's hop in there. The and energy see. he came with, too. He was ready to roll. It was fun, man. It was definitely fun for sure. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here in the chat real quick. Uh, Jay says, probably totally unrelated to today's topic. You know, Jay, the stuff we talk about is typically unrelated to today's <laughs> topic. <laughs> Just finished watching Romeo Dobbs highlights. Really love that guy. Great, strong-handed wide receiver. Emilio, when he, when he catches a football, especially some of these jump balls, Bro, you can see how strong his hands are. Mm-hmm. Right? And, they, and we were just talking about Tay Wicks and Jaden Reed the last few few days. Romeo Dobbs is no – I mean, what you've got in Romeo Dobbs is a solid, solid number two wide receiver. Mm-hmm. When you got a number two wide receiver that can show up and show out like he did in the playoffs, man, I think we're pretty well set at the receiver. Oh, think? yeah. I, I, I feel as Romeo's like a, a silent assassin, you know, real quiet, real quiet, just going to show up, perform. You, he does everything you ask him to and more. You don't have to ask him twice. <clears throat> I said it before. I don't think that, you know, I don't going over Reed Dobbs, all that, but, or Reed Wicks, all that, but I really think Dobbs is still Jordan Love's number one. You know, he, he's still the one he trusts the most, the one that he would go to in a, in an extreme pinch. Um, I, that, that's what I believe, but I do, I love, you know, the way he plays, the way he carries himself, all that demeanor. Um, and just, you know, a friendly guy that seems like, you know, he'd say hi to you as you, you walk down the, the hall. Um, you know, in 1265. So I, great guy, really. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's cool too, because like you've heard me say, I feel like Dontavian Wicks is going to be that true number one receiver, you know, sooner rather than later. I think Jaden Reed is the second best receiver. Romeo Dobbs is the third best receiver. The fact that you and many other people disagree with me on that is a great thing because that means that room is loaded when you right. can't truly go, no, nah, I think he's better than him. I mean, how how our defense is going to defend that, right? You mix in a a, a uh, uh, you know a improving Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft, throwing a little twelve personnel mixed in. Who knows? Maybe they surprise us with a you know a tight end in the first four or five rounds, and, and maybe mm-hmm. they can come in and be a playmaker too. Like it's uh, it's exciting, man. Jordan Love's going to have plenty of targets to throw to for a very long yeah. time. Um, no with, with that deep of a receiving room, we could we could legitimately go four wide receiver wide, you know, one tight end or even five wide, yeah. five wide, wide wide receiver wide, you know, on an offensive set. And I think Matt Lafleur would dabble in something like that, you know, just have a um, you know a NASCAR offensive package that he calls up and just you know run some routes. I, I think he could, I think he could get behind that. Yeah, I agree, man. Totally agree. Uh, why don't we do this? Um, why don't we lead off with a little draft talk? 
And I thought it would be kind of cool to jump in this way. Let's go back in history to 2005. Do you guys know what happened in 2005? Actually, on the same day, if I remember correctly. Not Maybe it wasn't the same day, but the same year for sure. In 2005, I think it was April 23rd, 2005, I believe. The very first YouTube video was posted, right? Think about that. That in 2005, that was the very, it feels like it's been around forever, right? Mm -hmm. It's like cell phones. People, you know, I was thinking the other day, something hit me and I was thinking about, you know, when I was younger and, and, you know, going through high school and when I first, you know, graduated and I was like, it's hard to believe we didn't have cell phones. It's just wild. Like you get so accustomed to stuff, right? Dude, I, I shared a cell phone with my sister till like high school, pretty much, I think it was. And then, you know, we had like the flip phones, you know, the chocolates, the envies, all that stuff, man. It, it's crazy how, how far it's come. Absolutely. Jen Wright, you nailed it. She said, that's the, that's the Rogers draft, right? You got it. Let's cue the video here. It's a little bit long, about seven, eight minutes long, but this is by NFL films. You can watch it for free on YouTube. It goes behind the scenes about the Aaron Rodgers draft pick. You'll hear from Ted Thompson. Um, you'll hear just some kind of insider information behind the scenes of what he went through and him dropping. You'll hear some little nuggets in there too about, you know, how how the board has kind of kind of worked. You'll hear from uh gosh, what was his name? Mike Nolan, who was the head coach for the San Francisco 49ers, which by the way, Coach Mike McCarthy was the OC at that point. So you'll hear him talk about how they almost took Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers, which is just wild to think about there. But let's hit the video again. This is from uh, Caught in the Draft 2005 and uh, just a phenomenal video from NFL Films. The first ever YouTube video was posted on the exact same day as the 2005 NFL Draft. While YouTube provided a new window into people's everyday lives on the internet, the draft offered its own human drama on television. I'm going to ask each one of you guys, where does Aaron Rodgers get picked? You know, we, we have this genre of reality TV. I mean, the draft was really one of the first instances of reality television, and, and that's as real as it gets, to see a guy have his dreams being squashed in front of you, in front of the entire country. The Rodgers green room moment is the most famous. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, Cal, continues to wait. You have to feel for that human being. But it's like a car crash in NASCAR. We are, our eyes are also drawn to it, which is why the camera pans in. This is television now. That's drama. Reality, first-round quarterback. The drama, he keeps getting passed on and passed on. Oh, the lonely odyssey of that player. A couple of weeks ago, Aaron, you were the clear-cut number one. What's changed over that time? Yeah, I wish I could tell you. Uh, I haven't changed anything. I think it's just perceptions of me or or maybe needs of the teams at the spots. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm not too worried. I, I'm excited about going to a team that wants me and and uh, making an impact right away. On the inside, there was a lot of disappointment, uh, embarrassment, just thinking about, uh, you know, the hard work I put in and uh, the disappointment of it not paying off in my mind at the time as I saw, you know, teams passing on me that I know I'd talked to and thought were interested and had players drafted who I felt like I was better than. Troy Williamson, Mike Williams, Jamal Brown, Thomas Davis, Travis Johnson, David Pollock, Erasmus James, Alex Barron. You start questioning everything from where you worked out to how hard you worked to the people you surround yourself with to leaving college. Um, 
very humbling. On the left is Darla Rogers, Aaron's mom, and she's being consoled by none other than Wilma McNabb. A little sympathy, a little consoling. Once San Francisco passed on Aaron Rodgers, there really isn't another team in that top 15 that is enamored with Aaron, and that's why he's still sitting. And, and a lot of people did not have Aaron Rodgers as a top 10 quarterback. He has flaws. He has blemishes. The sampling of his throws deep down the field just were not there. That doesn't project well to the National Football League. I really don't like this ball position because I don't think it gives enough whip to throw the ball deep, deep down the field on a consistent basis. Here's one of the reasons why Rodgers slid. First-round contracts at that time were not what they are today. They were onerous. And first-round quarterback contracts were even more onerous. So if you had a highly paid quarterback, i.e. Peyton Manning, you could not afford a number one quarterback. And that was true of a lot of teams, as we saw Rodgers slipping. There's teams here that have a quarterback. They've already paid a quarterback. They can't afford to pay a number one to be a backup. That was a function of the salary cap that doesn't exist today because we've rectified the problem with the rookie contracts. We said if, if it gets past 16, the first spot you could go to is 24, which is Green Bay. I said, man, 24? Well, I took a lot of heat, especially from my buddy Rich Eisen, prior to that draft because I had Aaron Rodgers going 24 to Green Bay in my mock draft. The Green Bay Packers select, and I hold my breath when I hear you say this, but go ahead and say it, the Packers select who? At number 24, the Packers proudly step to the podium and take the successor to Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. How, how in the world does Aaron Rodgers uh, uh, drop that far? Teams either didn't need a quarterback, didn't have cap space for a quarterback, or had head coaches whose jobs were on the line and probably didn't want a rookie quarterback. The 49ers had chosen Alex Smith number one. Hours later, they would have the 33rd overall pick at the top of the second round. When Aaron began to drop and drop as he did, we actually at one point started to talk, look guys, if he gets to the end of it, do we take them both? And we actually had the conversation, hey, if Aaron's sitting there as well, do we want to pull the trigger on both of them? Things could get interesting now for Aaron Rodgers, possibly Green Bay looking for a quarterback. No one's really sure how much longer Brett Favre will play. About three or four days before the draft, I was convinced that the best thing to do if he got to us was pick Aaron Rodgers. We draft based on what we consider to be the best player available, or we try to. We weren't going to do anything crazy, you know, moving up and things like that, but we were just going to let the draft play itself out and hope against hope that it would work out. I told him at the time when I made the call and then told him we were going to pick him that uh, I thought maybe some divine intervention had played a part. With the 24th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of California. I was picked, I think the reality of, of living out a childhood dream and you know what, I'm in the NFL now, let's focus on the positives, started to kick in. Some things are definitely worth waiting for and Aaron Rodgers 
quarterback out of Cal had to wait almost five hours. What was this day like for you? Well, it wasn't the easiest day, but uh, yeah, it was a long day. Uh, not a lot of things went the way we thought they'd go, but uh, I'm just so excited about being able to go to a team that wants me and a team that I can learn from the greatest quarterback of our day right now, and I'm just excited to get out of that green room, and I couldn't be happy with the team that picked me and what next year and the years that come is going to look like being a Packer. You know, it's, it's kind of ironic, the guy that probably faced the most, if you want to call it, embarrassment during the draft. The camera's on you and everything you're following is, you know, he turns out to be the best one in the entire draft. As it shows today, he made a lot of guys' careers just by that one pick. Man, just such a good video, dude. I love NFL films. I can watch yeah. that stuff all day. Um, what stood out to you there? First of all, I don't even know how old you were, Amelia. You're a lot younger than me. I've been uh, 10. 10, so you don't have much. I had the same there. haircut. I didn't have the same goatee, you know, <laughs> dot, but I had the same haircut with the, you know, the gel right in the front. You know, you could kind of. There you go. Uh, but no, I, I do remember that draft. I do. And I was, I was excited, but hey, I, I didn't really know any better than either. So I was just excited. We got somebody new to look at, you know? Yeah. It's, it's funny because I do remember getting a text message at the time and again, cell phones were kind of young back then, but. I was working in Knoxville at a uh, a business office down off of I want to say it was either it was either paper mill or mm-hmm. yeah it's probably not yeah off a of paper mill in Knoxville and um, I remember kind of keeping up with the draft trying to check from time to time all right who did they take who did they take I had a buddy in Kentucky that was texting me the picks and when he said they took he said they took Aaron Rodgers WTF and I was like. How are you not like this dude? I thought he was going number one. Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. We've got Favre's replacement, right? And which is kind of how I felt too when when they drafted uh, Jordan Love. You know, it was the same type of thing. Like, all right, man, let's let him sit for three years and then see what we got. And and why do you think three years? Did you really predict that? I did. I thought that way because Aaron Rodgers went down a touch. You knew it was going to light a fire under him, but also with these rookie deals now. And you heard him actually mention it on the video. They talked about how the rookie cap hits have been adjusted now, you know, it's a, it's a guaranteed, basically it's a, it's a four year, not, not guaranteed. The money's not guaranteed, but it's a, it's a guarantee that they will be on a four year contract. They cannot negotiate. They cannot hold out and restructure any rookie deals until year three, if I remember correctly. So you've got them on that cap hit for at least two years. And uh, it just, it works out so much better today. And, And when they took him too, when they took Jordan, it was like, all right, we got three years to develop him. And it's going to be kind of a minimal hit as opposed to, you know, what's the other alternative? Go out and sign a free agent quarterback like a Kirk Cousins or someone like that as soon as Rodgers is done. And you have to pay $35, 40000000 million for him. And you don't need, you, now you got to get him acclimated to the system. Is it going to jail? Is he on his backside of his career? All those things. I love the rookie scale that they use now. I think it's completely mm-hmm. – it's added so much more value to the game of football, I think. Man. Oh, definitely. And I, I think, you know, we, we got lucky with it. You know how it was before. We were lucky that it fell that way, and that Rogers, you know, kit, you know, fell into our lap like that. What I also did like was, you know, you saw like quick flashes there on the clock. It was a uh, uh, Kansas City at fifteen, Panthers at fourteen. Where are the Packers? Twenty-four. Where are we always picking in the twenties? <laughs> like that. I, I love that. Um, you know, that the team is really so you know consistently good that we have a, a team that we can get behind. Um, you know, we're, we're not on the roller coaster ride all the, you know, we have, we have ups and downs, but it's not, uh, peaks and valleys. So I'm, I'm excited that, uh, you know, the team has kept true to where, where they are and where they've been. 
Yeah, no doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. Um, so it looks like the stream may have went down. Looks like we're back. Everybody's cracking up in the chat. So whenever you show something that's copyright, it'll get flagged to copyright, even though we're allowed to use that that footage. And what will happen is the stream will come back up and then they'll just make sure that they get monetized for using that video, which is totally cool. We're, you know, like I said, they can keep the dollar seventy five for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, going to the chat in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is funny, dude. It says, Randy Cleaver says, looks to be offline, right? There you go. Talking about the talking about the show. And I love what Mark says. Somebody say something about China. <laughs> funny how that works, right? <laughs> I don't think we mentioned China, but that'll definitely, oh, now it went down again. I guarantee yeah. you. <laughs> there it is. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jen in the chat said, uh, seeing how young Rogers looks makes me feel so old. Me too. Like when I, when I seen that, that video the first time, Jen, I was just like, I don't ever remember him looking like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's just, it's why I do remember the, the dangly hair. Remember when he grew his hair out, like in year yeah. two or three, that was, I was like, Aaron, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. You, you look, you look homely right now. Mm -hmm. You got to get that cleaned up. For Rich sure. had the hair and everything, man. Yeah, no doubt. Reef said, uh, see all that where you go in the draft doesn't mean a thing. It really doesn't, man. It doesn't mean anything at all. Um, and, you know, many, I think many NFL teams, they they do look at it like once you're on the team, hey, you're on the team, now it's you're fighting for a starting job. But I wish it weren't this case, it wasn't this way, but it really is. These GMs and these teams, if you've got a player that's drafted in the first three rounds especially – they really try to force them into the lineup. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes I sit back and look and go, you know what, man? Like It's like Darnell Savage, right? We all seen how bad Darnell Savage played over the last three years. And you see someone like Rudy Ford who was just every metric, his PFF grade through the roof, his passer rating when targeted through the roof, he's leading the team in, in uh, interceptions. It's like, 
why do we keep starting Savage over him? Why do we keep starting some of these other safeties over him? It just makes no sense. And, and I mean, it really does make sense because I think it's the organization going, you know, we got a lot tied up in this specific player. We got to get him on the field and just make it work. I think there's a little bit of that that goes into it. Although me being the, I don't know, the innocent football fan that I want to be, I just want to go, la, 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 nope, nope, nope. He's the best player, right? But mm-hmm. see a little bit of that across the board, don't you? Them trying to force those draft picks in. Oh, yeah. I mean, at some point you're going to want to, you know, get get your money's worth out of what you spend it on. So they're, they're um, you know, they're going to throw them into the fire. The problem is we got a bunch of people, you know, uh, out there in the streets who are the, you know, got all their GM caps on and they know what's going on. I mean, it's, you look at it. We even had it back in the day, too, right here. Who the only place he's going to take you to is the toilet bowl. And then you got Brett Farr who will take you to the Super Bowl. It's absolute gold. And and all I gotta say is we've just we've been lucky with our GMs, man. We've been lucky with the management and how they um how they're steering the ship. So I don't know why there's a lot to complain about, man. We should be um we should be excited. Yeah. Look at Reef in here being honest. Reef said I was upset when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. I love Brett so much at the time. He was just cheering behind that dude. He was he was right behind that guy in the middle of that sentence. <laughs> right. But you know, it's you it, you couldn't help but have a little bit of that feeling to it, right? Especially people forget that, you know, the year that Aaron Rodgers took over as the starter, we were coming off an NFC championship. Think about this. We had just went to the NFC championship game and lost to the Giants. And then we step into the Aaron Rodgers era, and we go all the way back to six wins. People forget that. It was loud. It was real loud, Amelia. It was like, what have we done? We just you, this team just went to you know to the NFC Championship, and then you you run a you know first ballot Hall of Famer out of town, run him out of town. We all know. I don't think that was the case. We need to put uh, Last Day at Lambeau up one day and, and let you guys yeah. get a clip. If you guys, if anyone listening to my voice is sitting here thinking they ran Brett out of town. Do me a favor. Go Google last day at Lambeau, and it should be like in a Vimeo form or something like that, some kind of off, off-brand video platform. Watch that documentary. I guarantee you'll come away going, oh, wow. He waffled on them three times that offseason. They had the jet chartered to go get him to bring him back, so they the private jet, so they could bring him up there and announce, hey, he's coming back, and he backed out again. They lay out the specific timeline. This isn't the bash far. You guys know I'm a big far fan. But it's just like he did kind of let Ted Thompson take it on the chin there. And kudos to Thompson for being the bigger man for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I think I think everybody's opinion of it varies a little bit. But I, I really challenge everyone, go watch Last Day at Lambeau. It really opened my eyes. It did. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jen Wright says, Brett wanted out even, even at 12. I remember that. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it's funny, too, because there was a radio talk show host. I'm going to say his name. And you guys may have heard of him. When he came on the radio scene down here in Northeast Tennessee, he said he was from Wisconsin. His name's Don Hellman. Okay. And I had never, you know, never heard of him before. And I remember specifically on local radio, they were talking about this whole Favre thing. And this was during the summer of discontent is what they called it, right? Where Favre was, you know, wanting to come back and the Packers didn't, didn't, you know, they had already moved on the the train had left the station, like coach McCarthy said. And uh, I called into his radio show. And I said, uh, hey, you know, you're from Wisconsin. Uh, how do you think Aaron's going to do taking over a starter? And he 
ripped me to shreds, Emilio. He said, if you think for a second that Aaron Rodgers is going to start over Brett Favre, or they're going to trade Brett Favre and get rid of him, you have washed your mind, blah, blah, blah. He went on this big rant. About a month later, I called back in. <laughs> and I went, hey, hey, Hoss, what do you think about that Brett Favre situation? Well, you know, things like this just happen from time to time. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Changed all that energy, right? Changed it all up. But uh, anyway, he, I'm sure he's a good man. I think he's still on radio down here. It just cracked me up, though, that his his stance was absolutely not. Just so when we do this pod, we try to come from an angle of here's our opinion. But I could see it that way, too. Just try to try to look at both sides and look at it because I've been wrong way more than I've been right. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that irks the hell out of me is when podcast hosts, radio show hosts just act like everything they say, this is a matter of fact, this is what's actually going on. And then when they're wrong, they just change the, change the subject and keep it moving. Right. It's so, a lot easier to do that. You know, yeah, no doubt. Um, Bill Ryan in here, kind of a hot take said combine picks, move up and draft Joe Alt. Hey, me being a Notre Dame fan, I'm all about Joe Alt. As far as, kind of selling selling the draft a bit to get a uh to get a left tackle granted he would be your franchise left tackle of the future although i think we would all agree there's no guarantees when it comes to the draft we've seen players early in the draft be bust over and over and over joe alt to me is one of those picks that's like man if you had to say which guy in the draft do you think is a slam dunk safest pick in the draft joe alt's probably that guy um He's right up there around Caleb Williams. And you guys know personally, I'm not a big Caleb Williams fan, but all the information that I've pumped into my draft board suggests he is the best prospect in the draft. We'll see how everything unfolds, but yeah. Right. Um, and we're lucky because we have Goody. So if if he is that, you know, top tier slam dunk talent, Goody will make that decision. You know, he's, he's not going to be afraid to pull the trigger on something like that if, if it is a move up situation, but I also think it's kind of got to fall to him. I think we'll know by, you know, the 12th, 13th pick, if what if what he's thinking, um, you know, is going to start to come to fruition. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would be – I would have to respectfully disagree, Bill, about trading up to get alt like that. I would rather him trade back. Matter of fact, we're going to do a mock draft right now where I'm going to try to trade back if we get the right offer and uh, and see what it may look like to hop back a little bit in the draft and take one of those safeties early. It's just to kind of play it that way. Um, let's see what else we got here in the chat real quick. Um, everybody's still talking about Brett a little bit. Jen Wright said, we draft better O-line in the fourth round or later. Very true. They've been able to hit on some of those later later round O-linemen for sure. Although they've missed on some too, which kind of comes with the territory, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Royce Newman, I think he was a fourth round pick. That blew me away that I remember, mm-hmm. oh, holy cow, Royce was actually a fourth round pick. They missed on that one. There's no doubt about it, right? At least as it sits right now. So uh, look at Jen. Jen Wright says mock draft time rubs hands together. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did you say where's the where's the badoop? I'm waiting <laughs> yeah. for him to just show up. <laughs> like a genie. He's probably working right now, like a yeah. like a normal human being. But uh all right, let's do it. Let's hit a, let's hit us a mock draft. You ready for this, Emilio? Let's do it. All right, we're gonna go full screen for you guys and gals. Um you can see this okay, right, Emilio? Yep. All right, cool. Like I said, if they offer us a trade, we're gonna try to trade back if it makes a lot of sense here. We're using mock draft database again, okay? So we hop back over there. I like this and PFF. I think PFF's probably my favorite, but mock draft database has got a bunch of information kind of compiled together. So let's uh, let's go ahead and see what we got here. It's actually saying the page is unresponsive. Probably waited too long. Let me see if I can get that cue back up. Be patient with me for just a second, guys. 
Um, yeah, it went down on me. Give me just one minute. Emilio, say something smart while I get this set back up here. You know, we we always wait on Clayton, all right? That's the problem. <laughs> but the fact that everyone's excited about this mock draft gets me hyped because I'm ready to do a little trading. It's so full of we- crap. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I love a good deal, so I'm, I'm uh, let's see what we can get. You know, uh, uh, it'll probably be what the Cardinals. I've seen the Cardinals want to trade with us a lot when I've been running some mocks. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see, though. I'm pretty excited, man. I'm. Uh, I just can't wait for the draft to actually show up. Get the combine going. Get some, you know, some compression shorts, sprints, and stuff. It's going to be a good time. There you go, man. All right, good job stalling there. That's what I'm talking about. All right, here we go. I'm going to zoom out just a touch. Can you still see those num- those yeah. names? Okay. All right, good yeah. deal. Got to give us a little bit more room. All right, here we go. Let's just fire it up. Let's go ahead and hit start. Simming on down the line. Look at Caleb Williams dropped. Holy cow! Did Ooh. you see that? All right, so here's the dra- the trade partners here. We could trade the 25th pick for the 54th pick and the 85th pick and the 155th pick. I don't like that. I want if I trade, I don't want to trade. Actually, that's the second round. What pick would that be? 22 in the second round? It's a yeah, little, little later. Oh, look at this one. This Ooh, is, there my, it is. Oh my god, this is it, bro. The Detroit Lions are offering us the 29th pick and the 61st pick, and then a third rounder next year for our 25th pick. So we're trading back four spots and picking up a second. That's mm-hmm. glorious. We're probably going to come back to that one. Let's just make sure there's not a better offer here. Yeah. Uh, there's Cleveland with the 54th and the 35th. Yeah, it's got to be the Lions. Yeah. Right. You cool with accepting it? Yeah, and then that also gives Goody his na- another one for next year, which he loves. Bingo. Bingo. All right, let me, uh, let me get my needs chart out here because I definitely want to – Pay attention as we make this, make these picks, and make sure we're attacking the needs that we've actually got it here. Got so we've (laughs) got. Let's see, we got safety. We said we could use a starting safety, two starting safeties, and two backup safeties. As it sits right now, we say cornerback, right? Four there, two starting, one nickel starting, Mm -hmm. one one outside starter. Um, What else did we say? Uh, Offensive line, we needed a starter, right? Yep, and two backups. Okay. I had I had these wrote down somewhere, but I've lost it. I've got so many of these post-it notes laying around like crazy, man. It's unbelievable. Got them all stuck around the computer screen. Oh, they're, they're laying it. Mandy comes up and she's like, "You're desperate." Mandy takes a leaf blower in there just to mess with me. Just- <laughs> <laughs> she, I'm telling you right now, man, we could use a leaf blower up here. <laughs> Open yeah. the doors, put it all outside. It is so bad. All right, so starter. Back up. I got to get it cleaned up if you're coming up for the draft stream. So I, I know it. Up, upstairs, straighten back up. All right. I think we went defensive line. We said we could use a starter on defensive line. And then we said edge back up, tight end back up, right? And then halfback back up. I think we got them all right there. Cool. All right, man. Um, if I overlook anything, let me know. We're going to accept this trade. So, again, on the pod, guys, we're trading back from number 25 mm-hmm. to 29, and we're picking up the 61st pick and then a third rounder next year. So we're going to trade back. People seeing Cooper DeGene like, what are you doing, Clay? Yep. All right, oh. so we got another trade offer here. I don't think we should trade twice. We're just going to glance at them, though. Yeah. Someone does offer like a 31st pick. Mm-hmm. May go no, I still want to be in the first, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to decline that. All right, so we're actually picking 29th. So we pick. Look at that sixty-first right there. Doesn't that look pretty? Shoot, picked up. I'm telling you right now, man. If if that type of trade back scenario presents itself, jump all over it. All right. So at twenty-nine, best players available: offensive tackle Tyler Guyton. 
out of Oklahoma. He's the 26th overall pick, according to the consensus big board. Quarterback J.J. McCarthy, interior offensive line Graham Barton, uh, wide receiver Troy Franklin, uh, quarterback Bo Nix, offensive tackle Jordan Morgan. So you're seeing right off the bat, if this is the way our draft board laid out, offensive tackle is the best pick here, Mm -hmm. right? Now what we need to look at, we got to make sure we get one of those two safeties, right? Um, 44th and 47th. I feel really good thinking that we could get one of those one of those yeah. uh, safeties at 41. Don't you think so, Emilio? Same. Yep. All right, cool. So if we looked at corner, which is another top need, the 36, and then the talent drops off a little bit. You've got Kamari Lassiter out of Georgia, who's the top corner available right now at 36. We're picking 29th. It'd be a little bit of a reach. But then the value drops down to 56, 59, 69. So keep that in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if we go to offensive tackle like we were just talking about, uh, Gotten is the 26th overall, and then you got a cluster of guys, 34, 41, 46, that you could probably get with your 58 if you wanted to. So if you were to look at it strictly from a standpoint of how do you get the most players that are ranked towards the top, the talent's going to drop off significantly there um, at corner pretty quick, and that's our top – it's one of our top needs, safety and corner. Right. Thank you, Amelia. How are you feeling about this? I want to get your insight on it. What yeah, do we do we like Kamari? Is the question. Or um, you know, at corner, I think that you know, I think that we could get behind something like that. Um, you know, we we've already moved back a little bit, and mm-hmm. those none of those tackles are really screaming at me. You know, if if it was someone that was you know a knockout, I would say yeah, let's let's go tackle. But I really don't think uh, any of those are jumping off the page at me. Yeah, I'm gonna go over here to. Uh, to PFF real quick and just look at Kamari Lassiter real quick and see how what they think about it. Here's his PFF grade, 76.8, 73.0, 85.4. He's six foot 180, so he's a little thin, but he's 21 mm-hmm. years old. He was a junior this year. Ooh. They've got him ranked 43, right? So with that being said, mm. if it's tough. If we go if we go best available, it would definitely be Tyler Gotten out yeah. of Oklahoma, right? Um, if we wanted to go corner, we're reaching a little bit for Lassiter, but – you are getting that solid. What it basically means, if you take Lassiter, right, then you're going to get a corner that's going to start day one, right? If you get the tackle, right, then where's he going to start at? Is he going to start over Rasheed Walker? Is he going to, you know, if, if Bach does come back, now you've got, you know, he's just a, a solid backup. Maybe you kick him to right tackle and let Tom play inside a little bit since he's so good at run blocking. Right. Um, it's tough, Emilio. I don't know, man. Um, if we went best available – it would obviously be Tyler Gotten. Right. 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 Um, Which is what the chat's saying a little bit. We got a little bit of the chat. We got one cornerback. Uh, I mean, that's a tough one. Really, it is. At, I, I'd say you pull the first trigger. I'll, I'll do the second one. I'm not going to start us off. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to go corner. Okay. I'm going to go Laster. Because I think we can still get value at interior offensive line later, and we don't necessarily have to take a tackle this early. Although the board, what here's what I want to say: if that draft situation presents itself on on day one, I would not be surprised. I would be more surprised if that's how Ted Thompson's board look or Ted Thompson. If that's how Brian Gutekunst's board looks on draft day. I would be so surprised that they didn't take the tackle. With that being said, I'm going to focus a little more on need and see if we can get this cornerback buttoned up and the safety position buttoned up too. All right. I'm going to go Kamari Lassiter. They gave us an A. That's good news, right? All right. So now we're picking at 41. We're getting offered 47 and a fourth, not interested. So 
Let's uh, we're picking at 41 here. Let's go to all the prospects. Uh, again, top needs, uh, safety, still safety, corner, offensive line, and linebacker would be it'd be actually, uh, yeah, it'd be safety, safety, offensive line, and corner would be your top needs here. This is where we said we were going to take the safety, right? Yep. You can see it really lines up. If you don't take them here, they're not going to be there most likely, right? Like if we just sort by safeties, Tyler Newbin and Cameron Kitchens will most likely be gone when you pick at 58. So here's the question. Do we go with Cam Kitchens, who is the suggestion, or do we go with Tyler Newbin? If this was our draft board and the mock draft database has Cameron Kitchens higher than Tyler Newbin, you guys know Jake's take on it that he's, he's more of a scheme fit. Cameron Kitchens to play that deep, deep middle safety. What are you thinking here, Emilio? Which which safety do you want? I think I think I would take Kitchens. Kitchens, okay. Yeah. All right, let's go Kitchens then. Boom, got another A, good grade there. All right, so now we're going to be picking at fifty-eight. So again, just a ooh, are we going to double up on our safeties? I'm sorry, I got excited. I see the trade. Oh yeah, yeah. Forget the trade here, because um, it's they're they're asking for the 58th pick, the current pick. They're going to give us a fifth rounder in return, a second, fourth, and a seventh next year. We're building right now, baby. Y'all shut up. Get out of here. Yep. Yeah, Tyler Newbin's still there at 58. Holy cow! What I would think, say, man? I would say. Well, I guess is yeah. No, that's everybody. I would say grab him, and then we can figure out the rest of it as we go. Yeah. I agree, man. I mean, you're talking about Tyler Newbin. You're getting the top two safeties in the draft, and you picked up that 61st pick too. Um, this is what I'm talking about trading back. I feel like this plays more into our hand, a little better into our hand um, than if we just stayed put and drafted. I'm going to go Tyler Newbin here. We're going to go back to back mm-hmm. safety picks here. So, again, we already took Kamari Lassiter, uh, cornerback out of Georgia. He would be starting opposite. Um, actually, I did. I did one thing I did not look at. I need to look and see where his snaps were because I'd like Kamari. to know. If he plays, yeah. So, yeah, he just played corner. He played he played out on the outside. So, yeah, he would be starting opposite Jair Alexander, Kamari Lasseter. Then we took Cameron Kitchens at 41, who obviously yep. will be your deep safety. And now we're going to take Tyler Newbin, who might spin inside there a little bit. And if we do go with that Viper look and have one of those hybrid players, maybe you're going to have three safeties on the field. This, this really right. plays into it well. So, Got a B plus for that one. Good pick. Um, all right. So we got our two starting safeties and we got our starting corner. Here's another a couple of draft offers. Yeah, nothing appealing there for me. Just some nope. picks, trying to trying to cluster it up. So now we're at 61, which we obviously traded out of 25 down to 29 and picked up the 61st pick here. Um, top needs as it sits right now, we need one starting corner, which is typically a slot corner, is what we're looking for. Uh, an interior offensive, well, it could be a tackle too because you could kick Tom inside if you needed to, but we're needing a starting offensive line, two backup offensive line, and then a starting linebacker. So as the board sits right now, it looks like best available is Edrin Cooper, linebacker out of Texas AM. You've also got another linebacker down there. You got Leonard Taylor. So if we were to look at it from just needs and a starting standpoint, like what kind of player could we potentially plug and play as a starter? Looks like a linebacker would make the most sense here. What do you think, Emilio? Is there anything here that you like better? Yeah. Um, I mean, I like that uh, out of those top eight, it looks like there's three linebackers. I would assume just go with the best one, but uh, I'll leave that to you, Edrin Cooper, uh, Peyton, or who was the one right below there, right below Blake. Yeah. So, um, oh, uh, Trotter, I think, was right below yeah, him. Yeah, Trotter. Yeah. 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 So, if we sort it by linebacker, and this is the way I like to do it in the draft, once we get to, okay, best available is linebacker, who's on the board, I like to then look at the linebacker board and go, okay, 
just because they've got him listed as the best doesn't mean he's the best. Who do we like the most right now? There's a couple of names here. Okay. Over Edrin Cooper, I would prefer uh, Junior Colson and Jeremiah Trotter Jr. I'm starting to lean more to, towards Junior Colson over Jeremiah Trotter Jr. now simply because the 33rd team's so high on Junior Colson. They've got him as their best linebacker in the draft as it sits right now. They got Jeremiah Trotter Jr. way down the draft. There's like eight other linebackers above him. What does the 33rd have, think of Cooper? Um, Edrian Cooper, that's a good question. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Because, I mean, if Junior Colson's their best linebacker they got, and he's uh, mock draft has him at 88th, get him I, later, mean, right? that, that's, I mean, then there's got to be a lot of value later on in the rounds, which we got a, we got the 61 now, but we had the 88 and the 91st coming up too. Yeah, see, they got Edrian Cooper all the way down at 5.9 in the oh, same wow. same one as Trotter Jr. You see him down there in the blue. I got you. So, yeah, I'm going to go right here. I'm going to go with Junior. Well, let's see. Let's look at where Junior Colson is. No, we might be able to wait then. Yeah, we might be able to wait on him. So who would be the second best one? You know, if you went 33rd team, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is garbage. Um, If you went off our personal board, we got Jeremiah Trotter Jr. as number one. Um, Peyton Wilson's another one that's sitting there. This is just linebacker. Let's look at other positions real Mm -hmm. quick just to see. Yeah, let's take a peek. Defensive line, Leonard Taylor. We said we could use another defensive lineman, potentially a starter. That's pretty good value at 61. It's sitting right there. Um, let's go to D-line and see what we got. You got Leonard Taylor. You got Orahora. You got uh, Fisk, McKinley Jackson. When we went defensive line, obviously these are outside of our top choices. Let's mm-hmm. see what the 33rd team thinks of Leonard Taylor real quick. Um, yeah, because so, I, I mean, I kind of like the 88 and 91st a little bit more for our linebackers. So I think maybe we find another position to dive into this one. Yeah, so they got Leonard Taylor at a 6.5. So you see him right there kind of, uh, you know, he's in, in the uh, the yellow category there, right? What, three tiers down. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how that sits. They've got Sweat a lot higher. They got Newton and Murphy, obviously. Newton, Murphy, Murphy and Sweat. Let's see if one of those guys are available. Newton, Murphy, and Sweat. Newton, Murphy, and Sweat. None of them are available. Mm. Oh, is that? No, I think that's got the 33rd on. That's a different. Oh, do I? Okay. That's the different uh, Murphy right there. I got Uh, you. That Miles Murphy is different from, you know, obviously uh, the Murphy out of Texas. You got to be careful with that. We get crossed up all the time. So when it comes to the defensive line, man, Leonard Taylor would probably be the safest pick here. Yeah. We could reach a bit and go get. go get Junior Colson, right, and just ensure that we get him because at 88 it's not surefire either. Um, these are the things that GMs are kind of presented with on draft day, which I absolutely love. It's like they stick to their draft board, which is how you end up with a Quay Walker, and everybody goes, "Why? What? where did that come from? In this scenario here, the media is saying Edrin Cooper, Peyton Wilson, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. are the top linebackers available. Mm-hmm. And if the 33rd team was Brian Gutekunst's board, Junior Colson would be the top one. They would just trust their draft board and go Junior Colson here, right? Right. With the, with the chance of losing him right here, I'm, I'm leaning toward taking Junior Colson with this pick, man. Just because linebackers are the best available position right now, although defensive line does kind of thin out a bit, right? Um, yeah. There's no chance you'll have no chance. No chance. Of I would it. say I would say D line. I would say take Taylor, and we'll just bite the bullet. But it's your call on this pick. So we're picking 88th. If we wait and we look at the linebackers one more time, there's a chance we could land Junior Colson because they but, also had Cedric Gray up there. I saw 33rd had him up a little higher too. So gotcha. 
So yeah, let's do it. Let's go defensive line. Let's trust let's trust this board as if it was ours. Right. Let's go Leonard Taylor. All right. So we're going defensive lineman Leonard Taylor out of Miami. They love the pick, of course. Um, so there you go. All right. Now let's move on to the 88th pick. We're getting a couple of trade offers here. We're just going to decline those. Nothing looks appealing. Strong. There's a bunch of picks. A bunch of offers, rather. But, yeah, you're trading back significantly there. I don't like that. All right, so we're going to stay here. Peyton Wilson, nice. best linebacker available. Look, Jeremiah Trotter, Jr. down. Let's go to the linebacker room. Nice. Dude, All this part of the plan. Played out freaking. So we're going to go back-to-back linebackers here, Jr. and Cedric, or Peyton or Jeremiah. What are we doing? Man, well, here's the thing. As far as linebacker, we need a starter and a backup is all we need, right? So what if – let's look at the big board. Let's look at the overall, right? Because here's what here's what I want to say. Linebacker, there's a chance at 91, Colson or Trotter Jr. could still be there at 91. Oh, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So if we look at the overall board again, see how we're, we're kind of pushing that need to the back because of the way the board's fallen. Um, who else is available that will probably be gone here? Um, Urahora is still there. You've got some some running backs. I don't like taking running backs this early, to be honest with you. It's Negative. Like yeah, that's on that. You later. There's nothing that's really grabbing my attention here. Mm-mm. Other than and, I, and, I've, and I've seen Peyton drop. I don't know why, but I've seen him drop in a lot of mocks. Man, he he hangs around until almost the hundreds. Yeah, here's some good value at corner. Uh, we still need. Uh, Three corners. We need. Ooh. You know what we need is Ooh, a, maybe we pick up a linebacker and grab our brother here um, for the ninety first and just call it a day. You know that sounds pretty darn good to me, dude. We, <laughs> we could use a slot corners. What crazy? Let's let's look at Josh Newton real quick. Uh huh. Because again, we're we we got our outside corner. Um, who, who's that? Let me see here. I'm gonna pull it up again. All right, you read these off to me. Give me the first one. On Josh Newton, TCU. Josh Newton, TCU. All right, hold up just a second. Let me see if I can find him on the board here. Let's I want to see, see what his snaps were. Coverage snaps. Let's see your snap alignment corner. So, yeah, he was in a slot corner. All right, so who's the second one? The second one is DJ James, uh, Auburn. All right, DJ James. Let's see where his snaps were at. Nope, he wasn't slot corner. My right. brother Max from Rutgers. All right, Max Milton. Being a speed guy, I imagine he's on the outside. Yeah, so those are all outside corners. I just wanted to make sure we wasn't overlooking a corner there. Mm-hmm. Right? And Kamari was outside too. So, but I mean, at some point, they're they're all corners. Yeah. Someone might have to step inside and play, or we're going to go three safeties. So, how about this? How about we go Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Mm-hmm. Okay, we take him here. And if Junior Colson's still available, we'll take him at 91. If he's not, then we'll go back to Max Melton at corner. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. We got an A for that. Damn. Good grab there. So we got our starting linebacker. A little short, but I, I think Jeremiah Trotter Jr. People are going to look up and go, the only reason he fell in the drafts because his size is going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Trading back. Make sure there's no nothing that's too appealing here. Nah, don't like it. All right. So now we're picking at 91. Look who's still there. Yep. Junior Colson. You double dip at backer, but you talk about revamping that defense. We haven't taken a single offensive player. This is why no. <laughs> I love it, dude. Me I can too. see it playing out this way too, man. I really could. Go to corner um, real quick. Yeah. Corner, you got uh Josh Crazy. Newton, DJ James, Max Milton. So those are your it's gonna be hard to take Max here over Josh Newton. Oh, definitely. What's the what's the next pick after 91? I forgot. One, uh one twenty seven. Okay. Yeah. So it's so gonna this be this is our next pick for a little while. 
Yeah, let's look at best available real quick according to their board. Peyton Wilson's still there. We've already took two. Did we take? No, we took one backer. The, to yep. me, this feels like it's going to be Junior Colson. It, essentially, what we can do is get our two top linebackers according to the board that we did mm-hmm. in lockdown, right? Right. And Junior Colson is the top linebacker according to the 33rd team. I feel better about this pick than I do Jeremiah Trotter Jr., to be honest yeah. with you. No, so, I do too. And and you gotta you gotta trust the board. You put in all this work in the offseason. Yeah. You know what's crazy is how many times have we seen Goody take back to back picks at the same position? Oh and the reason yep. it happens is because you're focused on those needs, right? And you find these players closer together and one of these guys do drop. Just navigate. I feel like we're navigating this really, really well. I think so too. All right. So let's go. Let's take Junior Colson. We got both the backers we needed now. Bang. And all both right. safeties. And a corner. Yep. And a D line. I mean, it's this is playing. Come on, Max. Play. Hang on, Max. Oh, there he goes. Poor there you guy. Go. <laughs> All right. So Max Milton is gone. No brotherly love. Looky here. We could trade back five picks and pick up a six and a seven. Ah, just not enough there. All right. So now pick 127. Look, look sitting there at interior offensive line. Doesn't mm. make a lot of sense right there. So in this scenario, we're moving forward, right? We're moving forward with um, with Rasheed Walker at left tackle, assuming David Bakhtiari is gone. If not, then you're loaded at tackle. Regardless, I feel okay about how the draft is falling. Yeah. Um, I say we go interior offensive line here and let Zach Zinter compete <clears throat> for that right guard spot. What do you think? I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, scroll down a little bit. No, I'm, we don't need running backs. We don't need receivers. Not yet. We bolster right. the trenches and the defense. I love it. The only starting need we have left is right guard. And I think you give Zach Zinter a legit shot with the 100. He's he's 98th on the board, and they've got him at 120. Or we're going to be getting him at 127. I want to look at the 33rd team real quick and just see where they got Zinter. I don't care where they got him. I want a full disclaimer here because we got to use these websites as if they're the real draft board, right? But let's see where Zinter is at here on their board. So they may have him listed as a tackle, do they? They may not have him on there yet either. I don't see it yet. Yeah, they don't have all the information. So they don't have Zinter added to the board yet. Although, But, I mean, trust in mock draft, 98 at 127. I mean, we're grabbing him around later than he should have gone. You know, that's that's awesome. Let's do it. Zach Zinter, interior offensive lineman out of Michigan. Mm -hmm. A-plus on that pick. Look at that. Let's go. All right, so crush that. So we got we got two Miami guys. We got two Michigan guys. We got a Georgia guy. Yep. The only the only starting position that we haven't filled yet is look at that. We could trade back one pick and pick up a sixth. Ooh. Let's do that. Let's do that. Grab it. Yeah. So we're gonna pick up an extra six. We're gonna trade with the Saints here. Uh, we're we're trading the the fifth round 168th pick for the fifth round 169th pick. And then a six-round pick at 192. Just pick up a little, little extra collateral there. Bang or capital, I should say. All right. So the only starting need we still have left that we might potentially fill will be that slot corner spot. Okay. Let's just look real quick here across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Pritchard. It's saying that's a scheme fit. Did you see that or suggestion or whatever? Yeah. Let me zoom I see out that. Here a little bit. What and scroll real quick on our right side there. What pick are we at? 160, right? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 169. Okay, 169, got you. Yeah. So we're at 169. We pick again at 192, the one we just picked up. All right, I'm going to need you to read these names off as I ask you. We're going to find the yep. first one that played slot. Pritchett, right, is the first one. Let me, yep, Auburn. let me find him real quick and see where his snaps were at. 
Um, played a little slot in 2021. It went down in 2022. He didn't play hardly any last year, so not ideal okay. slot. All right, who's the second uh, one? Andrew Phillips, A-N-D-R-U, Phillips, Kentucky. All right, so, oh, gosh, you're going to try to talk me into this one, ain't you? Yeah. Look at that. Here we go. 2021, no slot snaps. 2022, 192. 2023, 223. So he played corner 426 snaps, but he kicked inside the slot 223 snaps. I like that. What's his size? His size is, let's see here real quick. His size is six foot 187. So pretty good size, man. I like that. Yeah. Put Maybe put five pounds on and get up there in that 190 range. He's a yeah. little light, but, uh, Nonetheless, PFF grade, he's excelled every year. He's gotten better, I should say. He's improved 65.8 in 2021, 69.2 in 2022, and then 71.8 in 2023. Mm-hmm. I like and I mean, I mean, I like that, you know, Naeem Pritchett, he's 137 on their board. But if we got a scheme fit and we got someone that's played the slot like that, you know, someone six foot, I think that's a decent, I think that's a decent grab. He can uh, show up with the safeties and ball. Yeah, it, here's the only thing. Let's try to let's try to talk ourselves out of it. Okay, <laughs> one ninety two. We got to pick yeah. at one ninety two. All right. If we wait on corner there, there and, is a bunch going into the two hundreds. Yes, and and let's say that Andrew Phillips drops to one ninety two. How True. ideal would that be? So if that's True. the case, now you got to weigh out who is worth taking right here at 169 that's currently available. Let's look at this real quick. There's an offensive tackle. We still need two backup offensive tackles. Now, keep in mind, we need that nickel that nickel corner, so we need someone to compete with Keyshawn if they bring him back for that nickel corner yeah. spot. That, that's kind of the top need right now would be nickel corner. But we still need uh, two backup offensive linemen, right? This Matt Conkow, uh, Goncalves, could be out of Pittsburgh. He could be your swing tackle behind Rasheed Walker if Box not back, right? That's yeah. the possibility. I, uh, I would be looking at him or I would scroll down just a smidge and look at that Utah safety and Vikey okay. uh, and just see yeah. if he wants to, uh, you know, show up and maybe play slot for us, something like that. Vikey, let's see where his snaps were. Sometimes they'll show these, uh, they'll show them as, cor- or as safeties but you can go to it and find that they did actually play slot. So let's go safeties. And you said, what's his name again? Uh, Vikey, S-V-A-K-I, Sion, S-I-O-N-E. All right. He, I'm not seeing him listed as a safety here. That's a good sign. Uh-oh. Oh, no, there he is. Okay, I found oh. him. They got him ranked 94. Okay. okay. Uh, looky here. Looky here. In 2020, in 2022, he had 195 slots, or yeah, slot snaps. In 2023, he had 131. So, oh. yeah, he's playing slot. He's been playing slot. He's been playing in the box. Mm-hmm. Double and triple up at a position. Woo. So, if we went with him, that's at 140. That's good value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we need us a. We'll, we would count him as a slot corner, seeing that's where he played his snaps, right? Right. Um, I don't mind it. I don't mind it one bit. So what it comes down to is who's who's better, right? Uh, well, we need a starter. We need the starter, like we said. But we also mentioned we could wait and get Andrew Phillips, who was a slot mm-hmm. corner, right? He's mm-hmm. 187 value. So essentially you got 187 and you've got 140. I think we got to go by. I like it here. Let's go Vaki. Okay. I like right. that. Out of Utah, safety, which he can play slot corner. We may try to kick him inside. Maybe he's that that Viper guy, right? Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is just getting talent for a half lead to, to just, you know, have a Work field day with. Absolutely. All right. 
one one uh trade offer here will decline that. So now we're at pick 192. We still got one, two, three, four, five. We got to go rapid fire here, man. Let's do this. I like this. All, All right. right. So we still haven't taken a running back, obviously. Um, here are our needs. We need two backup safeties, two backup corners, two backup offensive linemen, an edge, a tight end, and a halfback, all of which are backups. Let's just focus on best available for needs, okay? Um, when it comes to needs, your top needs would technically be safety, corner, and offensive line. Safety, mm -hmm. corner, and offensive line. Here's an interior offensive lineman um, in Brandon Coleman. Um, if we were to go best available here, we would go running back, right? That uh, Jawhar – Jar Jordan, I think is how you say yeah. it. It's a, it's a suggested pick, 153 out of Louisville. Kind of leaning toward that, man. That's what the, the draft board suggests, right? Yeah, uh, unless do you like – I mean, the only other person would be Brandon Coleman. I guess we do oh, have that. Oh, uh oh there. Andrew Phillips is still there. This is uh -oh. why we did that, the last pick, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so we would get a, a true slot corner, right, to go with that hybrid safety in Baki. I like this. We still need two corners, too. Yeah, I like that. It? Randy's with it. Yeah, 192. Let's do it. Let's see what they said. B, all right, not bad. So we got our corner, our another backup corner back there, and we took that safety before. So, yeah, we're good there. All right. Um. So, yeah, what we'll do – yeah, that'll work. Perfect. Okay, so now we are at pick – See what we're at here. We're at 204. 204. We got 216. Look at this value. Oh, look at Mustafa sitting there, bro. Best best player available. We still need two more safeties. Um, because again, we're counting, we're counting the uh, Vaki pick as a slot corner type hybrid. So mm -hmm. um you at least got room for one more safety, whether you want to count him as a corner or a safety. Makes right. No what about the uh what about the guy from Oklahoma there, Andrew Rame? Andrew Rame, that's a good. So when we look him, at or him and Kingsley, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, they're kind of clustered there, right? We're picking at 204. There's a chance one of those guys could still be there too later. Um, I'm leaning toward going best available here in Mustafa. You think? I like uh, that. Yeah. At 168, I mean, that's really good value. Taking him at 204. He's ranked 168. Get us four safeties, two corners, two let's, linebackers. Let's do it. Let's go Mustafa here. Definitely is going to have an absolute offseason if this is a draft. He is loving this draft, I guarantee you. <laughs> we don't need any more picks. we got to get this thing wrapped up. We're over on time. Um, we didn't even get to the history segment. We, <laughs> we, have, we, have, yeah. Yeah, we didn't. We'll have to bend that into the night. Looky there. All, uh -huh. right. All right, so now best available here is Edge Brennan Jackson. It's the suggested, suggested pick, too. I like it. We need a backup mm -hmm. edge. We know Kingsley and Igbari is going to start on IR. Right. Behind Kingsley and Igbari, what you're essentially going to have is you're going to have Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith. You'll have Lucas Van Ness fighting for a starting uh, job in that 4-3 defensive end. So you've got good depth there. Kingsley and Igbari would be your other backup opposite Lucas Van Ness, but he's going to be out with the ACL. You know we always try to carry some extra edge edge defenders there. What I'm saying is without Kingsley and Igbari after Lucas Van Ness, who's coming in? Is it is it going to be – you know, Brenton Cox Jr., who's a kind of a hybrid top linebacker. Right. I like this pitch. Let's go Brendan Jackson, yep. uh, edge out of Washington State. And then State. we got two after this or just one more? We got uh, two, two left. More. All right, swing me over to the running backs after this. Yeah, we've got to get a running back going. Please tell me my man from uh, South Dakota is still here. Oh, you you got a draft crush in here? That little that running back. Oh, no, he's gone. Oh, we could take Ali. We can take Ali from Marshall. I like him. Dude, I like that too, man. Yeah. 
Now let's see, let's keep in mind here. Yeah, pick two twenty three. We're getting him at two forty three. That's good value. Um, let's go back to the main board though. Two twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, we still need an offensive lineman too. Ooh, Man, I did is- like McCormick too. Hmm. Yeah, South Dakota State Tucker Craft. Mm-hmm. Did he go to South Dakota? Yeah, he went to South. Dakota. Yeah. Oh, the Jackrabbits. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're a little connection. My hardworking boys up there, right there. The consensus big board's not going to like this pick, but I don't care. I'm going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. We still need two offensive linemen, right? Um, there's an offensive tackle. Oh, that's probably the that's the one we need to go with. Honestly, can we? How much time do we have? Can we take a peek at Ethan? Do they have anything on him? How big is he? You're talking about on PFF or yeah. Let's see here. Let's see if we got anything here. Nothing there. Um, PFF, Ethan Driscoll tackle, Ethan right? Ethan Driscoll. Yep, Marshall is the school. But besides that, I mean, you got Braden McGregor, edge 194. We're at 240. So any of these guys at around 190s, 200s are going to be a great value snag. They've got Ethan Driscoll on PFF. He is listed as the, what is he, the 199th prospect. Where are we picking right now? Uh, we're 240 right now, and they have him at 200 on mock draft. So you wanted to see his size, didn't you? Yeah, six foot seven, 329 pounds. I'm already running the card up. I don't know why we didn't. <laughs> Ethan Driscoll. So there you've got your backup tackle, or, or is going to compete for backup swing tackle there with Caleb Jones. Behind, I like that. Yeah, behind our boy. Uh, look at A plus on the pick, too. Let's go. Ooh, and then let's just grab Rashid and get out of here. Is he still available? Yeah, scroll on down. Uh, right there. Boom. We're getting him at 223, or we're getting him at 251. He's ranked 223, so we still got our running back that we wanted, right? Yep. I like it. Everyone wants a running back. Okay, we got it for you. Just give us a second. It just takes a second to get to the end of the draft. There's no tight ends above him either, because that would be another potential. Mm -hmm. Um, We've we've taken multiple swings at the other positions, and I love this freaking draft. Yeah, this this was an amazing draft. All right, we're going to share this one on Twitter and get roasted. <laughs> the way, the way we all right, let's see. How can I get all of these picks? Hit that save. Doesn't yeah. it pull it up to a different screen or no? That's yeah, here we go. Boom. Here comes the ads. Trying to sell me all kinds of stuff on Timu. Always. Yeah, here we Timu go. Timu came out of nowhere. I don't even know what that place is. Dude, they, they've got everything from – Sometimes it looks like a freaking porn site. The next time it's it's baby toys. I'm like, what? In the yeah, hell they, are y'all doing over there? They got all the Super Bowl ads they could, man. I don't know how much they spent on that. Exactly. All right, let's see here. Let's go. Oh, screenshot. And the Bears took Malik Neighbors to start. What a draft this was, dude. I'm loving this one, man. Holy cow! All right, we got it saved. Send it to Goody. Oh. Randy says. Send it to Goody. Send it in. Right. Send it in. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, I won't be able to share it right now on the screen. I'm going to save it, though, as an image. Definitely. That way we've got it for later. Um, let me get that keyed up here, and then we'll get you guys and gals out of here. I might be able to save it as an image right now. I want to pull it up and just recap it real quick. This is mm-hmm. this is hands down my favorite draft. Yeah, and what it take? It was two, two, uh, two trades, right? We did two one tra- at the beginning, and then we did one later on just to drop back a, a, a spot and pick up an extra. Yeah, absolutely. Let me drop that ticker down here. Boom. All right. There it is. I love that. Dude, I'm telling you, trading back. This is why I'm so excited about potentially trading back. Like the there's endless possibilities of how you can fill these needs and still get those top tiers of talent, you know, at the current status of the of the draft. 29th, Kamari Lasseter, cornerback out of Georgia. He's going to start opposite, opposite Jair Alexander. Imagine, imagine Kamari Lasseter and 
Eric Stokes, another Georgia guy, competing for that number two corner spot. Look mm-hmm. how you the, the goal here is to take weaknesses and flip them into strengths. That's what we're trying to do this whole offseason, right? So in this scenario, Kamari Lassiter, cornerback from Georgia, starting opposite Jair Alexander, at least competing. Cameron Kinchins and Tyler Newbin competing for starting safety over if they do bring back Savage. Could you mm-hmm. imagine that draft battle or that 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 training camp battle? Holy cow, dude. One of those guys are gonna hit. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. If, if both Cameron Kitchens and Tyler Newbin end up being draft busts, I would be so surprised. And if they do end up being a draft bust, look down there at 169 and 204. We got Salon Vikey and we got Mustafa. Yeah. Two more safeties ready to ball. And then at 61, we keep in mind we traded out of 25 down to 29. We picked up 61. Yep. We got Leonard Taylor, defensive lineman out of Miami. Just just someone else to add into the mix there with Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt. TJ Slayton is going to be – it's going to be tough. You can still play him at nose if you play like an under or an overlook in the full right. three and you want a true nose. You still got him on the roster. I could also – I would not be surprised if TJ Slayton doesn't make the roster this year, switching to a 4-3 because TJ Slayton is that prototypical. When we play that 34 jam, he's playing nose, right? He's that two-gapper type guy. Yeah. It's just engage – and drag offensive lineman through the gap top guy. Um, you go with a defensive lineman like Leonard Taylor there at 61. I really like that pick. Like and that. at 88, look at this, Emilio. Mm-hmm. 88, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. competing for Will Backer. Then you at 91 took Junior Colson, linebacker. Another out of battle. Another so battle. Imagine this linebacker room, okay? Let's say let's say this draft didn't happen. Your starting linebackers right now, I believe, would be Quay Walker at Mike, Devondre Campbell at Sam, or Quay at Sam, Devondre at Mike. I, it would probably be better to have Quay at Sam, and then when you go to Nickel, you would put him back to Mike, right? And then opposite side, you would have Isaiah McDuffie playing Will. Well, right. now you interject, you you inject Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and Junior Colson into that battle. Basically, what they're going to be competing with, both of those two linebackers will be competing with Isaiah McDuffie and Devondre Campbell. Like, bro, you took another weakness. Look at safety. You took safety. That was a weakness, and you flip it into a strength. Oh, by the way, let's say we go out and get an Alohi Gilman or even a uh, a Geno Stone to add mm-hmm. in. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I mean, it, this draft injected talent into the safety room, into the linebacker room, and edge. I mean, I mean, we picked up the one edge, but you got two from the same. And I, I also like is that you got a lot of kids from the same school. You know, uh, we got the two kids from Miami. We got two from Michigan. We got two from Marshall. And yeah. uh, Andrew Phillips, he's he's Kentucky. We got uh, Valentine there. We got Georgia guy. I like that, you know, they've all been there. They know that, they, you know, they, they've been there before. They can grow. But this, I, I absolutely love this draft. Yeah, we crushed This is a good one. Chris says, just got on. And how the heck did you get Trotter and Colson? Hey, man, we working that trade down magic, man. Just uh, they fell right in their lap. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, even though you may not trade down, like we didn't take either of those players with that pick. But having that extra pick gave us the comfort to take those players maybe just a touch early or even yep. wait a little bit later uh, because you've got that extra. I'm telling you, trading down, man. If we could trade down somehow, some way, I think it makes a lot of sense. In this so we draft. got what? One, two, three offensive players, right? Yeah, we're still Let me see. Inside. Yeah, so as far as or as far as offensive players, yeah, we took uh we didn't take our first offensive player until 127, where we took Zach Zinter, who was going to compete for the right guard job with Sean Ryan. Yep. Um, which is a perfect spot for him. I like that right there in the middle of the draft. Definitely, definitely. Um, 
Looks like the chat approves here, man. Um, yeah. and then, again, we took an offensive tackle later, too. We took Ethan Driscoll out of mm-hmm. Marshall, six foot seven, 329 pounds. Um, let's go and to the And then he was blocking for Ali, you know, the, the running back. So, I mean, we're good to go. Absolutely. Reef in the chat said, LOL, send it to Goot. Um, Fidel says, I'm loving this draft. Um, let's see here. Uh, Chris says, I have a week's worth of episodes to catch up on. Anything exciting happened while I was out? Well, if you want drama, Watch last night's episode. That was good. I had to go back and watch that. That's that was hilarious, good. bro. <laughs> you guys had me absolutely dying. Cracked me up, man. Jen Wright said with this draft here, she said the DC's licking his chops, man. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, we traded back. I mean, can Let's you imagine it. that though? Given Halfley forced four safeties and two corners to work with. He'd be over the moon, dude. Come on. On top of two new linebackers and an edge and a D lineman, just cause. All right, offense, you got your three players. We'll grab a you know free agent guy here or there. We're out of here. Let's get this thing rolling. You're setting yourself up to make some training camp tr- uh, training camp cuts too that you otherwise mm-hmm. might not have might not have you know did. You know, I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying we should, but another scenario: if you hit on this corner, this bound, this outside corner, and then you hit on that that safety hybrid or the inside corner there that we took, uh, who was Andrew Phillips. Mm-hmm. I, I could see another scenario where you. Uh, you package up Eric Stokes and trade him out of town and just get a draft pick for him, right? That could mm-hmm. happen, uh, you know, if he doesn't doesn't recover from the injury fully or what have you, or, or just you know, forget the injury. Let's say he's healthy. In my opinion, he's just underperformed, right? I hope he works out. He's got all the talent in the world, physical ability. But Chris says beautiful work. Um, Chris said definitely send this to Goody. Um, Jay said Goody would probably write back. <laughs> I just think of Mark Murphy writing back to the fans that I absolutely love it. Uh-huh. I'm not – I think I'm in the minority there when it comes to, I don't want to say sports media, but podcasting. Other people are like, I don't like it when the president approaches. I love it, dude. So, hey, you throw crap at me, I'm going to throw it right back on your window. Dude. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's see what you got. Yeah, um, people be, everyone's seeing this draft and they're going to be saying. Just here to tell you, Pack is back. Yeah, Jen Wright, thank you for reminding him of that. Said uh, it's great, Chris, worth the watch. But she said disclaimer, language warning though, because we do play a clip from another mm-hmm. podcast where they uh, they use some colorful language. So make sure the kids are out of the room if you're gonna. Which we warn you on the video too. But thank you for reminding them of that for sure, Jen. Um, JJ McQuaid in the chat says the big question is who who to start at DN and who at outside linebacker. Um, when it comes to defensive end, man, what I would love to see happen, me personally, is Lucas Van Ness take a huge step and beat Preston Smith out on the outside for that defensive end spot and then have Preston Smith as a rotational guy. I just don't right. know if he can do it. You know, Preston Smith played solid last year. And the and, way, that and, happens, way that his cap hits set up, too, it doesn't make sense to move on from him this year. Right. That's all I was going to say is and not as – well, not the cap hit specifically, but his cap amount. I mean, same with Savage. You got – See what was it, sixteen million in Preston? You're gonna want that on the field. You're not gonna. That's the only other problem is he could be a rotational guy, but it's gonna be you know 40, 50 percent. I don't think they're gonna, you know, keep uh, sixteen on the sideline too often. You know. Yeah, for sure. All right, there you go, guys. We're way over as always, right? <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm digging this this draft though. We're gonna I like save that one it. a lot. I'm gonna tweet it out too. And uh, like I said, you guys get a chance, hop over to Packers underscore access and watch us get absolutely roasted for this. Mm-hmm, I, promise you, yeah. I promise you there will be more people say they hate this draft than saying they like it. Mm-hmm. There will be plenty of say- 
Yeah, it'll be. I can't believe you took a corner in the first round. Uh -huh. the first yeah. round. Where's the running back? I can't believe it. We got yeah. no tackles. How did you not get Braylon Allen? <laughs> <laughs> Every year, there's one or two players that the fans just scream for, and and most people like you know people like you guys in the ch in the chat that that follow along and you're kind of actually looking at the draft analysis and who's who and where they're falling. You're like, why are they so upset? <laughs> it happens every year. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's the greatest thing going. So we'll get the history segment in tonight. Uh, Emilio, thanks for jumping on. Dude, this was a lot of fun. Dude, That's I had a blast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, man. We got to go back in time and relive the Aaron Rodgers uh, draft year, right? That was kind of fun to see the NFL film version. Sorry the stream went down again. Obviously, it came back up. Um, uh, so if you guys go back, watch it entirely, it will not have went down because we will get approved to show that clip. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Jay. Yeah, great work, guys. J.J. McQuaid uh, yeah. says there. I like the draft. Chewy likes it. Look at Jay. He's going to write back asking if he wants a job. I'll write back and say, yeah, Goody, okay, good. There's toilets downstairs. <laughs> down there, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the grass, three and a half inches. All right, don't mess it up. <laughs> Y'all show up the Lambo and Emilio will be mowing out front and I'll be scrubbing toilets. That's the way it works. <laughs> All right, we're out of here, guys. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us, Emilio. Thank you so much, buddy. Uh, everybody in the chat, you guys made this show. Thank y'all for your feedback. Um, like I said, hop over to Twitter and let's watch us get roasted. Should be fun. Uh, we will see you guys tonight for Packers Total Access Live. As of right now, we're planning the show. Uh, just kind of look for the the link to drop. If it does drop, then you'll know. All right, we're doing it. But for those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go Pack Go.